welcome to the 17th episode of the Middle School Athletic Director Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Fredrickson, and today we sit down with Scott Jarvis, who's the Iowa Alliance Conference Commissioner. We discuss the, the experience, fundraising, the DNA of an AD, loving others, and much more. We hope you're able to get better from the discussion today, but before we dive in, here's a word from our sponsors. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you're starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. For more information about the Wall of Fame and a 5% discount, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com backslash freddy. As an athletic administrator, you understand better than most how much support matters. Support for your coaches, support for your athletes, and support for your department are crucial to providing the best possible experience for every student. Snap Mobile is now your one-stop for all the tools you need to support your department. With our expanded suite of products, you can now raise money, open team stores, schedule and manage your facilities, and communicate with your athletes, parents, and stakeholders with the same level of care you've come to expect from Snap. Visit snapraise.com today to schedule a demo with your local Snap Mobile representative. This episode was sponsored by Gipper. Use the code MSAD10 for 10% off any Gipper plan at Gipper.com. Hometown Ticketing makes it fast and easy to buy tickets on your school's website or in the new Hometown Fan app. It's simple. Just search for your school, buy your tickets, and they'll be right there in your account, ready to be scanned when you get to your event. Download the Hometown Fan app today. I think it's important when you work with a company and you have a relationship with a company, you want to make sure that the folks that you're dealing with are people who kind of get it. They understand what you're going through. I love things where it's a one-stop shop. And the feedback that we've gotten from our parents this year has been superb. Students, they know that here's where I go to do this and then it's taken care of. It's been able to make things easier for our kids to get to participate. And so the coaches can see that right now leading into that season and they can kind of prepare and kind of get themselves ready. I think the person who is scared of software, they can still navigate it. They're not having to have stacks and stacks of paperwork on their desk, but everything is digital for them and so it makes it really easy. The AD role, it saves me a tremendous amount of time, which times everything. I would just say that to give final forms a shot, it's, it's going to save you a lot of time and energy in the end. You'll be extremely happy if you make that choice. This is Game Time. Neptune Game Time creates a high-energy game day atmosphere that your players and fans will love. Every song in our database is 100% lyric safe, which means you can stop screening music for good. Game Time also provides custom messaging to help you promote your upcoming events, concessions, and event-specific announcements. And it gives you the opportunity to sell sponsorships on your station that will generate revenue for your athletic department. Amp up your game day with Game Time. Welcome to another episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. Today we are speaking with Scott Jarvis, 
who's the conference commissioner of the Ohio Alliance Conference. Scott has been an AD for 24 years and is a certified master athletic administrator. He is the IHSADA president, past member of the NIAAA accreditation committee, the NIAAA Ohio or Iowa State Liaison, and the 799 LTC chair. Uh, Scott, thank you for taking time with us and, and jumping thank on you. with us. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for having me on. It's it's an absolute honor. Yeah, so, uh, again, a lot of people listening um, pro- probably know the name, but, you know, like I said, with this being a middle school podcast, there, there there's some uh, people just kind of getting into the NIAAA and, and, and all that yeah. stuff. So um, just kind of let the listeners know a little bit about uh, your journey in athletic administration. Yeah, so I it's it I kind of had a, a weird road, honestly. I uh, when I was in college, I actually my my major was political science. I wanted to be a, an attorney. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, at the time that how uh, all the the things that I learned through my political science and and law classes I took as an undergrad were going to come in handy as an athletic administrator. But I actually stayed on um, after I got on playing. Uh, college football and was a graduate assistant for a few years, coached college football. Um, Then I got into wanting to be a high school head football coach and athletic administrator. So I started at a a very small high school where I was, you know, basically athletic director seven through 12, head football coach, custodian on the weekend, took care of Saturday schools. Um, And then from MFL Marmac, just a small school, we had about 60 kids a class. So very, very small school. Um, then I went on to Muscatine, which was a, a larger 4A school in Iowa. Um, then I had the opportunity to go head up to Minnesota, where I was a district director of athletics um, at Burnsville Egan Savage School District, which is a, a suburb of the Minneapolis area. And then I headed out west and was a senior director of athletics at Eastside Catholic uh, for a few years. We had a, my wife's dad actually got killed in a tornado here in Iowa. So we moved back so we could be closer to family in 2012 and have been here since. Um, I've been super blessed to be around some amazing athletic administrators. And obviously, um, NIAAA has been a, a huge part of my journey. I've learned from a lot of great athletic administrators across the country, you know, and, and Thomas, you're well aware. Daryl Nance is one of those guys that I've learned a lot from, um, as well as many others through the NIAAA. Those those relationships have been pivotal in my growth um, as an athletic administrator. Yeah, so kind of when when Scott and I first, I guess, connected, I guess it was, it was really almost a year ago um, yeah. to date, uh, when we all got flown to Indy to, to rewrite some classes, and I think you were working yeah. with 799, and yeah. I was with the tech classes, and um, I, I will tell you when, when I walked in that room, I, I felt inferior. I mean, cause right, that was my, yeah. you know, that was my first time being there. And, and yeah. not only was it the, the LTC instructors that were there, but the board, the board also showed up too. Oh, and, yeah. um, the big dogs know, are there. That's right. And, you know, and I, <laughs> I, I'm walking through, you know, standing in line, trying to get food with these guys. I'm like, man, I don't belong. Um, yeah. but it was, it was, it was, a you know, amazing experience that, you know, every one of them made me feel like I belonged, even though they oh, might yeah. not have who, known who I was um, at the time. Um, it was it was a great experience. So, you know, I think I think very highly of the 
the NIAAA and, you know, kind of when your when your episode comes out, um, we're, we're kind of on an NIAAA uh, uh, roller coaster right now with with with, um, you know, with um, as before was with, before this one would have been Josh Scott before that's Phil yeah. Rising before that yep. was Holly. And I mean, so we're we're we're, we're yeah, going through the, the big guns and um, yeah, I love it. It's 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 good stuff. But you kind of mentioned Daryl. And yes, Daryl's been my mentor since day one. Yeah. Um, but who are some other um, mentors in, in your life? Yeah, well, obviously, um, in my in my role as an athletic administrator, uh, one that really stuck sticks out to me is Chuck Van Heck. And I followed Chuck at Muscatine High School. And um, I'm just a young, dumb athletic director. I probably really don't know what I'm doing, but had the opportunity at, as like a 27-year-old kid to, to be uh, at, you know, a very large high school in the state of Iowa after being an uh, athletic director at uh, MFL Marmac. So I go from like having 60 kids a class to, you know, well over 400 a class. So it was a huge, huge, uh, you know, jump for me. But um, I came in and Chuck Van Heck is, you know, to me, probably one of the best ADs uh, around. Um, he was actually my principal at the time. But just a, a tremendous role model for me. He allowed me to screw up. He allowed me to make mistakes, and but was always there to you know pick up the pieces at times if I did mess up. But he'd always had you know wisdom and guidance um, throughout my time there, and um, just the way he set up his booster club. The one thing I admired most about him is just the admiration he had from coaches, from student athletes, community members, because he genuinely cared about the athletic programs, the coaches, and the students. And I think that really gave the community a huge affinity for him. And I learned a lot about the importance of those connections that you build as an athletic administrator, not only with your student athletes and coaches, but the community um, and your business community. Um, and, and that meant a lot. And that's been a huge uh, kind of piece of my uh, journey as an athletic administrator and trying to be innovative and creative like he was. Um, but he's probably the biggest influence I had as, as an athletic administrator. And many of the things that I do now are a direct, directly, you know, linked back to him and the things I learned from him. But then I also think about I always talk about this all the time with ADs. It's like, I feel like you always need that mentor to pull you up. I feel like you need to have some people alongside of you that are going along the journey with you. And then I feel like you, you have the responsibility, especially through the NIAAA, that you're reaching down and, and you know, trying to mentor younger athletic directors. And obviously the two that are, you know, by my side through my journey have been, uh, you know, my BTB crew, Aaron Stecker and Todd Gordon. Um, you know, I, I continually learn from them. I always tell them they are uh, the pieces of me that I'm missing as an athletic administrator. They're really good at. So I feel like we always kind of, you know, fill each other's holes and give each other good ideas. And maybe some of the areas that we're not good at. I always tell everybody, I'm the one, like, let's put our head down and boom, we're going to go do this. And Aaron's sitting back and like, oh, hold on a second. Did you think about this and this and this? I'm like, no, let's just go do it. Mm -hmm. And then you got Todd that's kind of the, the wise one in our group and, and he's always dispensing wisdom on us. So 
I feel like we got a good kind of triumvirate there. Um, but obviously, you know, having the ability to, you know, um, throughout my career, have some tremendous coaches that I've learned from throughout my career, and then having some student athletes that have taught me a lot uh, throughout my career and reached my heart and taught me a lot of lessons about um, the importance that we have and the impact that we have as athletic administrators is really important. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Like, you know, I think you're kind of the first one to kind of mention that that circle. Um, one of the first books I read when I when I became an AD was the the, the 360 leader. Um, oh, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a great book, which, you know, kind of shows you. Yes, there are people that are over you, beside you and, and under you, whatever. But we're still all in this together. Um, and, yeah, and, we, no and we've got to we've got to work alongside with each other. So, yeah, that, that's all good stuff. Um, kind of before we hit record, we were talking about some some middle school challenges. Um, but right, it, yeah. in in your opinion, um, what do you think yeah. the the biggest challenge that you know maybe middle school ads and athletic departments are facing today? Well, God, there's so many different things. Obviously, you know. Uh, for me, I think one thing that I've found that is always difficult is just having that, um, you know, just like we do in our classrooms, we have that ver that vertical articulation of skills that we want our students to learn first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, all the way up through high school. And I always feel like there's always that disconnect between high school and middle school and, and how our coaches are work to working together to create, like, you know, we always talk about with our head coaches, like, hey, you are the coach of all your coaches at the varsity level, JV level, ninth grade level, sophomore level, and middle school. So how are you, as a head coach of the varsity program, teaching and giving those coaches that are, you know, all the way from seventh, eighth grade up, how are you giving them their game plan or their skills that you they need to develop so that when they get to that high school or varsity level, they're ready to go? How can we have a systematic and kind of holistic approach to developing that student athlete? And I always feel like that's really tough. And, and it's for a middle school AD who, you know, is probably teaching class or is an assistant principal, probably has three or four other duties. And the, uh, the AD thing is maybe a stipend or just an additional duty they have. How do they have find the time to do that? And obviously, you got safety concerns. You got funding. How do I get resources? You know, you got equity and access. You know, how are the kids doing academically? Um, are you dealing with sports specialization? You know, how do you at the athletic, you know, at the middle school level have, you know, the ability to have technology? You know, obviously, Thomas, you do an awesome job with your social media, but there's a lot of middle school ADs that don't do that. You know, how do you deal with parental involvement at the middle school level? I mean, there's just so many things. I, I don't know that there's that much difference between a middle school and high school AD. Um, there are so many things that at the middle school level that are so important, just like they are at the high school level. Um, you know, and it's it all comes down to trying to provide that student with um, the experience that they need and knowing that every kid is the same. You might have some kids in middle school, especially at the middle school level, that are going to be star varsity players or they're going to play the high, but then you've got some kids that might not even make it to high school where they're going to play, but they need that experience at the middle school level. So how are we providing them an experience that goes beyond the X's and O's and the wins and losses at that middle school level? Cause 
we know that 70% of our students stop playing sports at the age of 13. Mm -hmm. So having a great experience at that, and maybe that might be the last organized sport experience that they have. How do we make that impactful for those kids so that they can take those things that we teach at the high school level or just through sport in general with them through the rest of their life? Yeah, and, and that that's my biggest push, you know, um, is why do they have to wait to high school to have a great experience? Uh, because, like you said, right. they, they might not have a great experience because they might not want to play. Um, you know, may, maybe they go to right. the, the maybe they go to the art side and they want to be in chorus or band and it conflicts with yeah. the sport they've been playing or or whatever. Or they just maybe they see that they're not getting better and everyone else is and it's just not as fun anymore. Whatever the situation, um, I want them to have a great experience while I have them. And and then, you know, yeah. if if they have a great experience with me and I'm putting out, like you said, social media things or I'm doing different things at games and yep. to, to have a great experience. Hopefully it kind of puts a little bit of pressure on the high school to do those things as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, right. and, and and so, you know, it's in and it's rewarding that the middle school, like, you know, when, when I came back down to the middle school, I was like, all right, why can't we have all region players? Why can't we have all region yeah. coaches of the year and, and all these things? Why can't we have right. region champs and, and recognize them just like you do at the at yeah. the, the high school level? Um, because this this is their sure. this is their school. I understand, you know, you know, some of them may, yeah. you know, get an all region uh vote in, in middle school and then, then go play JV for, for three years. I mean, we get that, but it's a different level, it's yeah. a different school, it's a different building. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times it's a different mascot, you know, in different colors. I mean, it's so right. it's, it's, you know, yeah. how can we, um, but you let, know what though, the, Thomas, that you say that, that the fact that you're doing that for your kids, they will remember that mm. that will be something that when they're old, like me, they'll look back on it. Wow. That was really cool that coach Fredrickson did that for us and made that opportunity available because you're right. They might not get that opportunity as high school. So how cool is it that they have that opportunity in middle school to have that and say, I was all region, you know, whether or not they even played varsity sports as, as a high school student. So I think that's awesome that you provide those you know, recognitions for students because at the end of the day, it's, it's about the kids. Mm -hmm. That's what that's all about, especially well, at the middle school level. Yeah. We, we, you are know, the we want kids playing. Yeah. We, we 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 are the introduction to school the interscholastic athletics. You know, it's it's been about yeah. you know club ball and and Y ball and church ball mm -hmm. or whatever and, until they they come right. here and and so we've got to introduce them. If if we introduce them with a bad experience, then they may be they they may turn into a great player, but they stop playing and and never make it to high school right. because their experience in the middle school wasn't wasn't good. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. you know that that that's one that's come up on. On, on a good bit um of, of these discussions oh, and yeah. um that's and it but i think it, it needs to be, keep being said is just you know let these kids have their experience this isn't our experience anymore yeah. right we we you know we right we may have been fine with just you know showing up and playing games and going home but it, it's a different world you right. know you got to have pictures oh. on you got to have videos you got to have yep. different things like that and um so it's it's yeah that's definitely all good um so you kind of mentioned it, um, you know, yeah. you, when, when you were going through maybe, you know, all the, the different challenges, cause there are a lot, um, but yeah, 
couple years ago, you wrote a book uh, called Athletic Fundraising and, and Development for Athletic Directors and Coaches. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I, I know, you know, you, you've kind of spoke on fundraising a lot. And at the middle school level, I mean, yeah. you, you, that's a key. I mean, because, again, we, we're not yeah. getting the attendance sometimes. We're not getting maybe funding from the district or, or whatever the situation is in, in your you know region. Um, so when you wrote that book, kind of, um, you know, what, what was your thoughts and what kind of do you hope for people to get out of it? And, and maybe how can it, it, yep. it, it tie into the, the middle school level? So when, when I wrote the book, I honestly, I went back and, and took the 25 years I've been an athletic, you know, administrator, you know, that's been middle school, high school. So a lot of different experiences I've had, but I basically went back and said, what were the things that I felt were key in my, you know, fundraising efforts. And at the end of the day, I really feel like, you know, the one thing I, I, I'll go back to the things I learned from Chuck Van Heck was just that, you know, making sure that, uh, that I've got connections with my community. And, and I found that, you know, going out and speaking with, you know, the Rotary Club or civic organizations with our community to tell our story. I think fundraising is all about telling our story and making sure people are aware of the impact that we do have. I know that we don't like to boast as athletic directors. That's not really our thing because we want the spotlight to shine on our kids. But I feel like at times we need to do that and we need to still shine that light on the kids, but we need to go out and tell that story to our community. Um, and, and not only our community, but also our district. I, I was just talking to a group of ADs from New York today and we were talking about I don't really know that our district or sometimes our building administrators know the work that we do each and every day for our student athletes and, and kids. I, I always tell, you know, my building administrators, we are a school within a school. Mm. My coaches are my teachers. Now, are they teaching English and math and science? No, but are they teaching life skills? Absolutely. Every single day. Are they teaching kids accountability? Yes, every single day. Do, are, sometimes there might be some English and math skills that are developed within practices. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we're telling that story with our community. And I think the one thing that you'll see is that there is a huge affinity for high school and middle school sports within our communities. And I think with that comes some branding power and some leverage that we have with the fans and the parents that we have that we can leverage to drive revenue to our kids. And at the end of the day, Thomas, you know, as well as your listeners know, that everything we do costs money. Mm -hmm. Anything that we do to try to develop kids costs money. Nothing's free. So it takes money to help, you know, provide those kids with any of these opportunities, whether it's, you know, leadership, you know, seminars, whether it's new uniforms, whether it's new equipment, you know, I know a lot of our middle school ADs struggle with, well, we don't have a budget. Mm -hmm. We're always getting hand-me-downs from the high school. I remember at my very first job, our middle school program had terrible football equipment, terrible helmets, terrible shoulder pads, terrible pants, terrible jerseys. I'm like, all right, we're going to change this. I hosted like three middle school dances, mm -hmm. and we raised enough money that we could buy all new uniforms for a middle school. And then I really pushed our school district, like we need protective equipment that's up to date and current that's going to keep our kids safe. Um, 
And then I ended up going and raising and end up having to go out, raise money for football helmets and shoulder pads. But how can we do that? Again, that's all, you know, reaching out to the greater community to see what help we can garner from, from our community, which at the end of the day, building relationships is what fundraising is all about. Yeah. So I, I think it, like you yeah. said, it just takes a little bit of work. I mean, we, you know, the, the girls basketball season we just came off of, you know, I probably spent $5,000 on the girls team this year. Now, yeah. none of that came from the, the, the school. None of that came yep. from the athletic department or the district. It was solely standing in front of the parents and saying, look, this is what I want to give your girls. I want to give them good pregame meals. I want to yep. give them, you know, Gatorade and Powerade at every game. I want to yep. give them new uniforms, new warmups, new shooting shirts, all this, you know, new bags, socks, what, you know, all this right. stuff. So that again, they have a great experience, but you know, in total, it's going to be around $5,000. So I need each right. of you to raise X amount of money, you know, and, right. and again, that they, they went out and did it, I, you know, they, they raised yeah. theirs and I went out and raised mine. And, and yep. um, so like you said, you know, the community wants to be involved, but a lot, a lot of times, oh, yeah. you know, the, the middle school, doesn't feel like maybe they can go ask because that's that that's what the high school does. The high school ha already right. has their banner, so they're not going to give us a a, a donation right. as well. Right. But I, I would tell you that within your community, if you go out and do a good job of telling that story, and and I do feel like to me, um, high school and middle schools need to work together so that you're actually providing. You know, obviously those middle school kids. I see them as a part of our program. So I want to make sure that they have the things that they need too. So how can we work together, high school, middle school, to make sure that our, our middle school kids are not getting, you know, shortchanged on the experience because we're spending all the money up here because our middle school kids are our future. Mm -hmm. And if we don't pour greatness and try to pour funds into developing that skill and that talent and making them feel good about that experience, they might not be, they might not get to our level. So we need to make sure that as high school athletic administrators, we're working with our middle school ADs to make sure that those kids are having meaningful experience. And, and we talk about it, that takes money. So in the book, there's just a lot of just great fundraising ideas and um, just some tips and tricks that I've learned um, over, over time. Yeah. It's a great read. It's an easy read. Um, so make sure, yeah. you know, we check that out and um, a, lot of small word, a lot of small words, Thomas. That's right. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have too many multi, multi-syllable words in there. Yeah. It's, hey, that, it's that's all I am. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I said it's an easy read. If, 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 if right. I can't, if I can't get off the first page, cause I've always stumbled over multiple words and I'm done. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I was a, I, I was a PE teacher for a reason, not an English teacher. So, right. yeah. so uh, so no, that, that's good stuff. Um, you also recently uh, just wrote another book, um, total opposite from yeah. fundraising, um, focused yeah. more on the, you know, or more on the AD and, and who the AD is um, yeah. kind of that, that was called the the DNA of an AD. Um, great book. Again, I know you, you got some, some guest authors and, and writers and storytellers oh, yeah. on that as well. Um, you also turned it into a podcast because, you know, again, if you're not a reader, but you like to listen to podcasts, uh, you know, you go through each each chapter on on that, you know, DNA of an AD yeah. uh, podcast. And um, so just kind of, you know, in a summary, um, yeah. just kind of let, let people know maybe the, the contents of the book and, and kind of what it is and and what the DNA kind of means. Yeah, I mean, 
It, th this, I, I'll just short story here. We're we're on our way to our NIAAA Section 4 meeting, and we're talking about, hey, what's going to be our theme for our um, athletic director convention? And uh, Brent Butcher, colleague of mine from Dell Center Grimes, he's like, hey, we're, you know, we started talking about different themes and came up with the DNA of an AD. And I'm like, oh, that's a great title of a book. Mm. And I go, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book. And, and uh, literally, we started talking about what are the characteristics of successful athletic directors? And, and I tried to then take those and kind of put them into 12 different buckets. So we talk about the 12 principles of highly effective athletic administrators. Um, but at the end of the day, Thomas, it's what are the 12 characteristics of successful athletic leaders? Could be a coach, could be an athletic director, could be a leader in any organization. Mm -hmm. And we really got down to where it was, how, how are we self-motivated as leaders? How do we build confidence? How do we hold you know, ourselves and others accountable? How can we be passionate about what we do and why we do what we do? And obviously being, being a leader, there's, you have to be courageous. You have to have some courage because you know that in our roles, about 33% of the people love us, 33% don't care, and 33% think we're morons. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've got to make sure that we, we've got that courage because we're going to make decisions that are not always going to be um, everybody's favorite decisions. Um, but, you know, leading with integrity, you know, I talk a lot about emotional intelligence and just being self-aware of not only your own emotions, but how do we work with others to control their emotions, whether it's our student athletes, our coaches, uh, our fans. Um, I talk in the book about being a humble leader. Um, we talk about discipline. How can we be disciplined in the way we lead? And then obviously communication is a huge part of that. But we talk a lot about not only communicating that, that we're speaking, but that we're listening too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a huge part of that leadership role. And then lastly, um, which I feel is like the most important is just loving those we lead, loving our student athletes, loving our coaches, and knowing that that's not that we're soft on them. That's that we love them and we care about them and we want the best for them. And sometimes that means the kick in the butt too, mm -hmm. just like with our own kids. I mean, we want to hold our kids accountable. We love them to death, but that doesn't mean that we don't get after them once in a while to make sure they're doing the things they need to do. So great book, had a lot of great contributors. Um, basically what I did is I sent out email to a bunch of ADs and I said, hey, what does loyalty look to, to like to you as an athletic director? What does the X factor mean to you as an athletic administrator? And got a lot of great blurbs. Um, and then we kind of talk about each of those things that I just went through throughout the book. Um, again, easy read. Um, and I actually also created a workbook. So if you're looking for like a, a professional development opportunity, I do have a workbook that goes along with that and a, a PowerPoint that I'd be willing to send out to any athletic director who's looking for an opportunity to, to lead some PD for their coaches. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's very easy read. And and even if you want to dive into it more, the, the podcast discussions are, are a little better because yeah. again, then you talk about the color strands and, and what the yep. different strands and DNA really mean and all that. So it's, right. it's, it, it really kind of dives in and, and makes you, makes you start thinking, um, about you know the, the different areas that the, the book touches um again it's in in not only those two books but you know follow you follow uh jarvis he, he's putting out you know other things i know he's working on other things too and you know constantly kind of being the 
you know, a leader in the, in the PD side. So um, if you have any questions, I think today, you know, th- at this point, it'd be a great time to kind of put your contact you know, information yeah. out um, before we, we wrap up the last couple of questions. And um, yeah. And, you know, both those books are on Amazon. I think both of them are what 1499. And yep. um, so again, a very good price for that. And, um, but we'll, we'll let you kind of throw out how do people get in contact with yeah. you and, and pick your brain. Yeah, obviously, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter um, at pocket AD underscore. Um, you can obviously reach out to me at my email here at school. It's G-A-R-V-I-S-S at newton.k12.ia.us. And you can follow me on Instagram. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, just type in Scott Jarvis. And uh, there's two of us, so <laughs> I'm the only athletic director that I know of with the name Scott Jarvis. So follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn too. Yeah, and if you're involved in the, or if you're part of the Facebook groups, there's about four athletic director yeah. Facebook groups. You know, um, Scott's also in there and, and posting different things. So um, when when you see his his plaid jacket, he always got his plaid jacket on. <laughs> I, I love I love the plaid jacket. When you see the plaid I know, jacket, I love that one too. Up. I want to find more like that. I I can never find any good ones though. <laughs> yeah, it is. So whenever whenever you, that's if if you again if you if you don't know Scott's face yet, then when you're looking on on AD stuff, look for the plaid jacket. You'll 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 see it. Um, <laughs> no, but that, that's good. Um, so kind of you know wrapping up. Um, now yeah. we've kind of talked about some things, but you know, so so people can maybe you know get something out of. You know, and maybe take back to their school. You know, to tomorrow or, or in a couple yeah. months or whatever. But what did you do as an AED, whether it was in in the building, school building, yeah. or at the district office? Um, kind of what did you do that you were most proud of um, for your your student athletes? You know, I mean, that was I, when I when I read the question from you, I was like, God, that's a great question. Um, you know, obviously the relationships that I've built with my student athletes and coaches over the years, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that, um, I feel like we've, I've developed some really good relationships with, you know, athletic directors, coaches, student athletes in every school I've been in. Um, but I think that all leads back to the, the things that I'm most proud of, um, you know, creating the student athletic advisory council and having those leadership groups where we can teach our kids beyond the X's and O's. Um, teaching about life skills and how we can use um, education-based athletics um, to teach those soft skills that kids need far beyond, you know, their, their, you know, sports years. But when they become parents, when they become, you know, employees, when they're leading other people, hopefully they can go back and look at their experience in high school, look at their experience when they participated on our Student Athletic Advisory Council are one of our teams um, that they learned some great leadership lessons within that. That's one thing that I'm uh, really proud of. The second, uh, I, I think would just be, um, you know, developing our coaches and really putting a lot of time and being intentional about how we train our coaches, how we provide them professional development. So they're continually improving and growing as coaches. And I always tell our coaches all the time, don't be a cookie cutter coach. Not every single one of our kids is going to need the same coaching. Not every one of our kids is going to need the same attention. So how can we as coaches reach beyond, you know, the skills and the strategies for winning games, but how can we reach our kids' hearts? And that was really one of the biggest things that I felt like most proud of 
in my career as an athletic director, as well as Thomas, and you're great at this, is just recognizing kids, recognizing all the great things that are going on within our school, whether it's, you know, our kids are doing, you know, community service projects, whether they're, you know, out in the community, you know, uh, refereeing, how do we then bring that all back in and show our community all the good things our student athletes are doing? Because as we all know, um, a lot of times on social media, it's very negative. Mm -hmm. So how can we use that social media platform to make sure that we're sharing all the great things about education-based athletics, all the great things our coaches are doing, all the great things our students are doing. Um, I think that's some of the things I'm most proud of um, throughout my career. Yeah, it just goes back to what you were talking about is the voice of your program. I mean, somebody's yeah. going to be the voice of your program. Might as well be you. Um, like I said, whether it's through fundraising or through social media or through different things yeah. that you just mentioned. Um, yeah, you definitely, definitely want to, you want to be your own voice, um, yes. not, not let other people write the script for you. Um, yeah, no so, doubt. so that's good. So kind of wrapping up the original question was, uh, name one trait, but a lot of, a lot of people hadn't been able to name just one. Um, so <laughs> if, if, if you, if you, right. if there's a couple of them that, then that's fine, but, um, yeah. The, the well, I'll, I'll just say the original question. If you want to spin off of it, that's fine. But the, yeah. the original question is: is uh, what is the most important personality trait or strength a middle school AD needs to be successful? And and I I think it all comes down to you know and and I talk about it in the book. It's just loving those you lead, having the you know the, your purpose and your why can guide you. And at the end of the day, you got to love what you do. If you love what you do, um, you're going above and beyond for your student athletes and your coaches. You're, you know, if you love what you do each and every day, you're going to put the maximum effort into it, knowing that you have to be intentional with that time. You know, you got to be, I always talk about it like this. If I have a family member um, that I love, I'm probably going to do whatever I possibly can for them. Mm -hmm. But that also comes with it a lot of different things. And I talk about them in the book. We got to develop trust. You know, we have to spend that time with them to get to know them so that we do build that love for them. So that time that we spend really equates into getting to know them, building trust and building that culture and climate that you want within your athletic department. And I think it all comes down to, do I love this? Do I love coaching? Do I love being an athletic administrator? I love it. I mean, I don't know that I could do anything else and have as much passion as I do for um, helping coaches, helping student athletes, helping other athletic administrators be the best that they possibly can be. And at the end of the day, when I see those kids go on and go to college and then go on and, and uh, start their careers and then go on to have children, those are super impactful moments for me. And that makes me feel good about what we do every day, knowing that there was a lot of uh, some tears and some laughter and, and some blood that long, went along with that. Um, but when you see that those kids succeed at the end of the day, that makes uh, all those, those tears and that blood that you shed worth it. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, it, I think it all circles back to the student experience. Yeah, um, no doubt. And, and the, you know, not just the students, but the coaches and I mean the whole athletic right. department experience. So. Uh, Scott, we we appreciate you jumping on with us. Yeah, and, thank you. Um, and 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 talking shop a little bit, and um, you know, like I said, that th this episode will 
will come out after a couple of the other big hitters. But, you know, I think, Scott, you're right there with them. So um, oh, I appreciate you. everything you do for um, ADs across the across your state, but also across the, the nation. And um, again, de- definitely hit Scott up if you've got any questions on fundraising and and DNA, the DNA of an AD and just kind of how to um, work on professional development within within your program. So, um, again, Scott, for thanks for coming on with us and for listeners. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community. This episode was sponsored by Gipper. Use the code MSAD10 for 10% off any Gipper plan at Gipper.com.